This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. I want us to read a passage of the Bible. I want to show us before we go to today's message. Now the Bible says in Matthew 13, 25, why men slept, the enemies came in. So men should not sleep. The Bible didn't say anything about why women slept. When they sleep, nothing is at, nothing is at stake. Now if you're a man and you slept overnight. <laughs> but the Bible says why men slept. Why? Because the Bible says men ought always to pray and not faint. Look, a thing. Anytime you sleep as a man, you are sinning. <laughs> Why men slept? So women and children can sleep. A man should not sleep. <laughs> of course, not talking about physical sleep. We spoke, we, we read about David last week. Don't let down your guard. Don't, don't, don't lower the standard of the spiritual stuff in your family. Don't open the door as a man for the adversary to come in. Now the Bible says, pray this parable that men ought always to pray. So they are not supposed to sleep. In other words, they should watch over their family. That's what the Bible is saying. You are a watchman. Amen. I want, to, I want to encourage everybody to get the message of the first side. We said a lot of different things and practical things. And I will say a few more this second side. But I have chosen to start this way. Listen. Because God is merciful. If you don't wake up as a man and lead the home in the way of the Lord, then your authority will be bypassed. Just like you see in the physical when there is chaos, when the all over the world, maybe one country or the other, when the government is not functioning, people revolt and they take laws into their own hands. When there is a nation where there's no security, people take care of security by themselves. There is a story that is, it's not God's perfect will that the woman should lead a family, but God will let that happen when there are too many sleeping men. So this story of this woman in 2 Kings chapter 4 is a very powerful story. Now, if you start from around verse 8, just look at what happened in 2 Kings chapter 4. Now, you wonder where was her husband when these things were happening. So, and it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shuman, where there was a great woman. You will see what made this woman great. And she constrained him to eat bread. That was the reason why she was great. Part of the reason... It was so, as often as he passed by, he told me to eat bread. Now, nothing is said about her husband here. It was the woman that said, Don't look at Elisha when I said, Please, when you pass, stop by and let me just give you food. Now, the next verse. She said to her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this man is a holy man of God. We pass it by us continually. And verse 10. So she said, Let's make a room for, let's, let's accommodate this guy. Now, you know the rest of the story. This act of kindness led to her having a child because she was barren. 
But she was the one that started giving the man food. She was the one that perceived by the Spirit of God that this is not an ordinary guy. Can you imagine Elisha that received double portion of Elijah's anointing was passing by their neighborhood every day and the husband saw nothing. How may we not become a man who cannot see? But in the case of Abraham, when the three men stood, it was not Sarah that saw them, it was Abraham that saw them. Abraham knew that these are not ordinary men coming around. He said, please come, 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 come. Sensitivity. You don't need to be a prophet. You don't need to be a pastor. Your wife can be a pastor. You might not be. But when it comes to your family, God wants to speak to you first. Is somebody enemy? A father is the one who blesses. We will get to the point in this message where I'm going to show you that what a woman is looking for is not husband per se. It's actually a father. That is why when couples grow old, they start calling, the woman start calling the man daddy. Both here and many places, there's a father figure. That's why, you see, that's why you pay dowry. A man has raised a daughter to a certain age. According to, a lot has changed now, but in those days, your dowry will be equal to the standard of the family the girl is from. They don't need your money, but they just want to be sure that from a father to an, from a male figure to another male figure, the guy I'm giving my girl to, are you able to take care of her the way I am taking care of her? Okay, prove it now. It takes me so so amount to maintain the standard you see now. Can you give that amount as dowry? Now, we don't do that again. Dowry is anyhow now. But there is a risk, there is a logic behind the Asian people doing that. Because they don't want a man, a great man, raising a daughter and giving her to a fool. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is somebody listening to me this morning? Verse 18. Please, leave the scripture. Go give verse 18 of the same verse. Now, look, look at this again. And the child was grown. He fell on a day that he went out with his father. Mistake. I don't know what kind of father this guy was. The guy went out with his father to the reapers. All the days when he was with the mom, nothing happened to him. The only time he went out with his father, verse 19, and he said to his father, my head, my head. And the father said, carry him to his mother. Ah. Now, when he got to go on, when he got to the mother, just want to show you. And when they are taking him, he brought him to the mother and he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And the guy was still in the field. You know, I, I told them something in the morning but in the first service. They interviewed people. I, I was taking this from a church in uh, California. I was watching. And they interviewed people and they discovered children. The man sat down with hundreds of children. And what would you like to do? What, what, what would make you happy? All of them, everything they said was, he said he thought in this jet age, in this age of technology, they were talking about one game or the other, all of them, what they had to say would be, Daddy and mommy and I should do this. I and daddy and mommy, I should want daddy and mommy to do this. I should, daddy and mommy and myself should go to the B side. Everything included daddy and mommy. In other words, these children value more than any other thing a time with their parents. The man said he was shocked. He thought that they were talking about one game, one new game. There is no replacement for families. It is God's number one institution and nothing will beat it. And I, I, I told them for service and I said this that the greatest gift you can give to your children is to mirror genuine love between you and your wife before them. There is no teaching that can replace that if you miss it. 
I will talk about four things that you must put in a, that must be in a family. When they are missing, people are imbalanced for the rest of their except they come to a family in church. But the danger, the dangerous thing about that is that when you come to a family and no defects are there, you can even reject discipline of the church because of defects that you have inquired, incurred while growing up. God has made life such a way that the good things of life, the real things that matter, they are not expensive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. We read first, the Bible says, God said the solitaries in family. Psalm 68, verse 6. When God sees a soli- the solitary, he puts it. God has so much confidence in family that he does not do anything about it. So he just put the guy in family. That by putting you in family, I have solved all your problem. Because God expects that everything missing in his life, family should meet up. The father should show God the love of God. The father is the one that mirrors the love of God to a child. Last time I was talking to singles, when you hear me talk repeatedly, you don't want to rush into marriage and just the paparazzi of it, the emotion of it, only to go and raise. No, you, you don't want to be a part of somebody who just go into a family again, another family falling apart, another bitter child, angry people, and everything. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Last part of it was that even when the girl, when the, the lady said that she put the boy on Elisha's bed. And she was going to look for Elisha. She told her husband, send me camel and donkey. I'm going somewhere. The husband was like, why are you going? It's not. That guy has zero spirituality. In the class of neighbor. Hallelujah. Are you with me? But God doesn't want that for us. You can have your seat. God bless you. Welcome to church this morning. Are you hearing me? See, I told them the first thing. The first thing that God said, I, God was so deliberate about the way he arranged things because our God is a master planner. He took his time one by one. So the first, and that is what men must pay attention to. So I ended for service with a story. If you have these three things in your life, you can never be insecure. Your wife can be 100 times richer than you. It changes nothing. It does not take money to lead a person per se. When the only power you have is money, the only power, it's a good power. If it's the only power, it's not a very good power. Because you will have to manipulate people. Some will not love you genuinely, but you have to buy their loyalty. And it will backfire somewhere along the line. Amen. What I've just said now, certain people on Facebook will get angry with it. They are start quoting rich people. I will talk a little about the fact that one of the things the enemy is trying to contend is to change our values. With music and them trying to tell us things that our parents taught us were wrong. They are trying to say, and it's just an illusion. When I talk like that, there are young people who say that don't worry, money is everything, and they go up and it's, it's, it's pathetic. But listen to me. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. God, first of all, the first thing God, this whole first service I spoke about the Father, God created male and female together. Because God has both female and female inside him. There are scriptures that will put God as a man, and some other scriptures that will think God is a woman. So he had a jealous God, attribute of a woman, El Shaddai, multi-breasted one. But then the Bible says that God is a man of war. So when he created Adam, he created a man in his image. So he created, the Bible says male and female, he created Edom. Genesis 1, 27. Male and female created in them. When it was time, he separated the male part from the female part. We are going to get to differences between male and female, but that's not today. But I, I'm starting on this note. So let's start with 
the first thing that God did to man. So he put man in a garden, Eden. And Eden represents the presence of God. The name Eden is from the word pleasure. Bible says in the present, the experience of God, and it's at his right hand, there are pleasures forever. The first thing God said to man is that as a man, the first thing you need is that you must be a man of my presence to be able to function the way I want you to function because you are in my image and in my likeness. Can I shock all the ladies? The most powerful question is not that do you love me? Telling a man. The most powerful question is to ask a man that do you love God? I'm not thinking about pseudo love. A man that genuinely loves God will never maltreat a woman. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is somebody with me? How can a man that loves God cheat on his wife? That genuinely loves God. So sometimes it's not a question of some of the people who cheat on there. It's not they don't love the wife. You can love your wife and still be, be tempted. Does loving your wife end your temptation? That's very real now. I'm let's be very honest. The fact that you love somebody, does that now make you blind to other people? May you not see temptation. You can love somebody. There are men who love their wife and they still play around, but they love that woman. And they will never leave her. They are the ones who will come back and cry and ask for Jimmy when she has caught them. And there will be peace for a while. Then, after days of peace, it shall come to pass that there will be another away match. <laughs> are, you, are you following me? Are you following me? Amen. So, it's beyond I love you. Another thing people don't know is capacity. Somebody can be promised, I love you, I will never leave you. He is sincere what he's saying. But does he have what it takes to hold on to his word? That's all nothing. Are you with me? So I told them for service. The question somebody asked me on Wednesday. Wife, any more than the husband? I said, the wife. I said, no woman misbehaves because she has more than you. The problem is not the ending. It's the structure of the marriage. And I give the example. I, I, I mean, I give it this. It's it's not it's not. When I came to Lagos and we started, because my family they are not. I came to be scotting with someone here in Lagos when the church was starting. She had been working in bank for over six years, so she reached to a level. She had bought the car before we got married. Between that time till today, I have never checked my wife's balance, and I don't know. I tell you the whole truth. I don't know my wife's salary. I have never asked her. By the time we got married, I told the old story that everybody was laughing on Wednesday. There was a guy that was on my neck like this. Immediately from wedding night, I started asking for his money because I was owing him money. I did not ask him. He claimed to be helping me. But it's not every year. It was one that taught me that if, you're, if the Lord does not help you. <laughs> only for me to find out that has been his game all along because I met people that were with him in school. We're only in UI. But it wasn't that fellowship. It was another fellowship. I saw the president of the fellowship and he told me that, Ah! He said, you made the greatest mistake. He said, that, he said, it's exactly like that. I was in my house. It was when I came to my house. Two weeks to my wedding, I saw an apartment. They said everything, two years, everything together. Agency, everything, 1.2. I had about 800K, 850. He offered to borrow. He came to my house with a friend, we're just seen. And he said, there was one money that was used for a business. He paid in dollar, but they returned the money back that they would do the business in about six or eight months. Time. That was what he told me. He said, take. I said, don't worry, don't worry. That later, I said, at least six months or so. As soon as we did the wedding, that night he called me. Congratulations. He said that something just happened. He just called him now to return the money. That's so that was how it started. Oh my God, the honeymoon was miserable. When I met his president, the guy just said, Ah, he said, You made it. He said, When we're in school, he said, We'll just 
he will just go to Alaba. He will just bring a microphone. I mean, like, it's my friend selling this mic that he doesn't need the money for the next three months. He said, as soon as you tear the mic, he will tell you that something happened to the French shop. He said, the parents said, he said, Sam, he said, he did that the first time. One day it was their guitar. He did the same thing. He said, one day it was the amplifier. He brought it and he told them that they could split, split the payment. As soon as they used it and plugged it and wrote the name of the fellowship on it, he just started calling that the guy needed the money. And I said, one day he brought another thing, maybe, I don't know, mixer or so, to the fellowship. And I said, everybody just said that, we don't want. They said, even if our mixer catches fire, thank you, we don't want. The president said, as if he didn't learn enough mercy. When he got married with his wife, to his wife, he said he came to the house to visit them and he asked them that if they wanted to do international passport. They were not thinking of passport. He told them that they shouldn't worry about money. They're just doing it for them. He said, they said, no problem. And he said, they were money, did they have money? So he went to do passport. He said, the day he brought it and they collected it from him like this. Following day, he called that something happened and he needed that money. He said, they regretted it. And he said, we'll stand on your throne like this to collect the money. So he said, but you know, in the midst of all that, I never turned to my wife to say, so how much do you have? Can you help me offset this bill? I started making a plan on how to pay this. At times, I'll give him 50K. At times, I'll give him 70. One uncle will give money till I paid everything. And I think she saw it and in the midst she paid so she gave me part of the money. Now, let me just ask what you are paying. Now, who is this guy? But I did not say you are a bank, you work in a bank, you are not even a, you are a senior staff in a bank. So let me look at it. the moment I told them for service, God created women to receive. God created men to give. From when the period of intercourse, it is man that gives from your body design. Women receive, men give. If you change the order, it will affect your marriage seriously. Your lady can be collecting two million. You are collecting two hundred. If it is ten thousand, want to give everyone, give out of that two million, uh, out of that two hundred thousand. Our money is our money. Your money is our money. Get that. A good woman will not waste time in supporting you when she sees that pattern. But you'll be tampering with something. Ah, in this church, somebody. And they should be about to four, four, five. They have left it because of what I'm talking about now. Building on the wife's salary and telling her that stop giving tight in church, this one, that one. And she was the breadwinner. She was what she was. The guy just wanted to block everything because she now put her eyes on her money. And one day she just managed telling that, but this is what has taken me this far. She left one job and got a better one, higher pay. And he just started demanding how the money will go. And one of the things he told her is that you must not give out of this one. No. And she said that, but this led me to this. You weren't giving. That's why you are dry now. And now you want me to dry like yourself. And they called a family meeting, pulled out of the church, got angry. Now he doesn't want anything church again. As if we came to the house to ask for money. This place is pathetic. Level that level of carnality. Because once you miss this game, there is a problem. If she wants to, there is nothing else with a woman helping. A good woman will always help. But don't demand for it. And don't build your plan on it. If you want to plan this school that your children will go to, plan with how much you have. If she offers to help and take them to another level, fine. But you, your plan should be, that is how to be a man. Let us be any 220. Follow this rule I'm saying. And what will help you is what I started this message with just now. The presence of God. You see, if you are a man of God's presence, that will become your security in life you will have confidence. You might not have so much money. He that can hear God and follow God is a blessed man. The law was deliberate about this thing. So presence first. And I said that first time. The next thing God did 
was to give work to Adam. He put him in the garden and he told him to trim the garden. Genesis chapter 2, work. Work can represent work as it is. It can also represent assignments. You will not be actually the way you should be as a man in a home if you haven't understood your assignment in life. Yes. If you, there is a kind of joy, there is joy that you have. Once you know who you are and where you are journeying towards, you might not yet have those millions in your pocket, but it is obvious to everybody your direction in life. And you can tell a woman to journey with me. I will show you something. You can. It's very important. One day, pastor, a, 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 a pastor told us, and okay, this is a positive one. <laughs> Last time I mentioned it for one story, he said, I know the story didn't happen exactly like that. And he said, anyway, this, he said, this pastor said, he's a lawyer. He used to come to his wife's house and she had money as if she was raised in a rich family and, and then she had a guy who had a very expensive can come in to, to play around that. And he told her one day when he came to the house, he said, if you follow me, one day we ate breakfast in France and we ate lunch in Germany. And he said, when they got married, he made sure he did exactly that. What the wife could see in him, a sense of direction. She was too sure that this guy might not have money, but he will have money. There is a way. Success is predictable. Direction. See, once these things are missing in your life, you are going to prick your wife. Especially if she's smarter and more successful. It does not matter to a man of God's presence and a man that understands his assignment in life. Even if he's wife hundred times, he, he achieves his own goal per time. His joy is in the work of his hand that he's achieving. He said to good, I'm moving from 200,000 to 500,000. He moves. When you are moving like that, you don't have anybody to contend with. You know, it's a matter of time. You'll get to any destination you want to get to. When these things are not in place, you will make life miserable for yourself and your wife. Man. Assignment. And the third one, God said, of all the trees in the garden, you may freely eat. He said, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that you can call value. What are the principles guiding your life? This is what these are the things that have to be in place before you hold the hand of a woman and say, Come, let's form a family. Because you are the leader, the principles and the values. God made sure that before He created Eve, He told Adam. And I told them for service, Genesis 1 and 2 are the only two perfect chapters in the Bible. They show God's original plan for man. Because sin came in chapter 3. So if you want to know God's perfect plan in dealing with man, you can only find it in Christ. That is the best plan. But before that, you can go to Genesis 1 and 2. They show you God's original intention. There was no sin then. There was no barrier between man and God. So God showed them. So God is saying that in a perfect state, this is my plan. That you should be a man of my presence. You should have an assignment. And the third one, you should have values and principles. So he said, still in the, in the absence of Eve, he said, of all the trees. So I have given you assignment. I have given you my presence. I am also giving you a warning. This is the value you should uphold. 
and then God had the fourth one. Because of time, just read the whole of Genesis chapter 2. You're going to find all of them are together in the same four verses like that. Then the last thing God did before he called Eve out of Adam. Then the Bible says God said it is not good for man to be alone. And then God started bringing animals to Adam. And Adam was calling them names. Look at, can you give me that Genesis 2? It's amazing. God wanted to give a man a wife. But before the wife came, he first of all said, I'm going to bring all animals to you. You will not be able to discern your wife if you are first of all not be able to discern people in your life and put them where they belong. This is a brother. This is an uncle. This is a friend. You see how married men still be very close to a single lady that you are talking midnight with a lady and everything. Misplacement of power is it. A married lady, you are still very close to, but I'm not talking to ladies. Here. See, ladies are liking this beginning part. When it comes to your turn, hope you will still like me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I'm starting with man as the head of the family. But I'm coming to ladies also. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Lord says it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Verse 19. You will expect that immediately God will bring Eve. But look at the Bible says, out of the ground, God from every beast <laughs> and the fowl and brought them to Adam to see what he will call them. Adam, I want to give you a wife. But one more thing. Before I give you a wife, I will give you beasts. I will give you cattle and cows. If you can name them correctly and still come to a conclusion that this is just a dog. Is my pet, is very close to me, but he is not my wife. This is a monkey, female monkey. Looks like human being, very friendly, but you are still a monkey. You are not my wife. I love this rabbit. I put this rabbit on my neck, but you are a rabbit. You are not my wife. You might not know who, is, who your wife should be at times if you don't first of all know who your wife is not or who is not your wife. So, here are men confused. Five people are looking like your wife to you. So, you ask how to. But the Bible is speaking to you. What does that represent? Order. These are four things that a man leads with in a marriage. Order. See. Oh Lord Jesus. This one I'm about to say, actually, this one didn't come from me. I learned it from Rick Warren. There are four things. Four important things. He said five, but I think we can make it for God. The fourth and the future are like that family must give to a person. Now, when a man is in this, that was why when God came down to the garden, the only question he kept asking, Adam, where are you? When did you slip away from these four things? No wonder he began to blame Eve, his wife. The moment you lack these four things, when there's a trouble in your marriage, you blame your wife. You even report that to people. How can I go to somebody and say, I want to report Abby? And I'm supposed to be the head of the family. That's so I want to report. 
I, 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 thank you. I, I desire. Honestly, I know that if you remember, you know how much I love everyone. I, I said, men will listen to me and just hear this thing and not go by society and all these other things. They were not there when God created this beautiful institution and let the word of God guide you. It's very important. In my years of past, from when I was in school, Okisha, you have people today who don't want to believe, they want to, they just believe that, no, no, you don't understand what I'm saying, you don't know my wife, you don't know my husband, you don't know my home, I don't know them truly, but I know the word of God. Are you following me? I know with the little I've said now, so you already see, you are in caution, you're under that caution, you, you already know destination from what you are saying now. Don't be sentimental, go end it quickly. The faster you do that, the faster the new person will come. Blessed are those who do it quickly, for time shall be on their side. Are you with me? Is somebody getting me? Do you know how many married people who have miserable right now because of marriage? All of you can tell you, you read it on Facebook every now and then now, and someone is still going to rush into marriage tomorrow. Spend seven million on party to impress friends. Rush in, rush out. Garbage in, garbage out. In Africa, because of people, we say we don't separate, but we live as roommates. Some marriages have ended a long time ago. They are just cohabiting because of their children. You know what I'm talking about. Whites are blonde. They just walk in. But in Africa, because of what people will say, you just stay there. But you know that thing, love don't end a long time ago. Love has left the family. It has gone to Canada. <laughs> and it's not vacation. It's relocation. <laughs> are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? Write down these four things. God uses family to give people this. Number one, emotional stability. That means everybody in a family, family must teach you how to deal with your emotions, which includes to identify your emotion. Whether what they call kuleri, whatever, whoever you are, and how to deal with your emotion. Some of the problems people have when they are married are the all these things not being taught. And this is the work of a father and a mother. They are not exactly what to teach, but as you stay with the children. How to deal with emotional issues. How to understand your own emotion. Family will help you to understand who you are emotionally. And how to. Now, when it's not happening in family, God uses the church. I'll just run through the four. Maybe another day we'll look at each one of them in details. Number two, that family should put in a man and a woman, a child, how to deal with conflict in life, how to undo conflicts. Many times, so many parents have never mirrored before people the correct way to undo conflicts. This is why a guy will get angry, punch the wife, or do something funny. He has never been taught how to handle conflicts. He's never been taught to know no man that conflict is part of life and that you don't suppress others with your own opinion. When all these things are not shown within family, you are going to go out. There is a defect. There's a defect. And these are informal learnings. 
And the third one is how to handle losses. In fact, the man that will say, sometimes they will play a game and they will make the children lose just to let them know that you don't give up on life and get angry because you've lost. So why is it that when some people fall, they are able to rise again? Well, some people will lose money in business and commit suicide. They have never seen, there is something about if you have lived in a house and you have seen them, maybe wrong investment and they pull out of it, pull through and move to another level financially. If, if people around you have done that severally, no matter what, honestly, I felt, I still don't fully agree with the man, really. When were you? He was a bishop from the east. Very fantastic. I mean, he was like a father to our fellowship. Very wonderful man. He used to tell his children, I don't want you to marry from. Because you can marry from anywhere, but not a broken, a broken home. And he said, from experience. He's from Anambra. One day I sat down with him and he told me something. He's, not, he's a bishop of Anglican now. Some deep ones. He said, I love people because I'm a bishop. And sincerely, he loved, he loved me like he saw it when I was in UI. And he said, he said but I've discovered. He said, for many, about 15 years, was the chaplain of UI. He said, I am telling you. He said, when people, have, people that are from broke, said they have double work to do. He said, somehow, it is difficult for a lady or a guy to want to walk away from your marriage when nobody in your lineage has ever done that. He didn't say it's impossible. He said it's difficult because it's strange to the family. He said, but check a family where after three, everybody carries their bag and go back to their father's house. Any little problem with the current girls, you know, do the same thing. Patterns are powerful. A message will last one hour in the church, but you are with your kids 24-7 every day. What a pastor will tell them that is wrong, if you do it at home, it's endorsed. And children follow what they see more than what to say. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is somebody with me? How to handle losses? To begin to let people know that sometimes a righteous man can fall and rise again. That you can invest and it can go wrong. There are things I push will see in a family that a defeat is not the end. That is why your kid will go to school and they can write an exam and they can come second and not get angry with first. Have you seen children doing that? They play a game and they lose and they get angry. They want to beat up the person. But honestly, they have to put aside that no. You don't win at all times. Others win. Also, and that, that, you are, that you have lost out or you were defeated does not mean you are defeated in life. Get up, there will be another game. It's very important to put that in people. And the fourth one that family should always help to shape is value. Now, this is where real work is. Because the society is against us on these notes. Honestly speaking, it is a family that you let a girl know that you don't beg a guy for money. You don't equate a guy to money machine. You are my daughter. You can have all the money you want by yourself. I have discovered when I see a girl properly trained, you can tell. And when you see those, it, it's terrible. But the difference is always on family. I know a guy, he's a pastor. Ah, when it comes to what Yoruba they call Orogu, this rivalry thing. It's a fantastic Bible teacher, but this thing has not left him. This rivalry. He, he can, any little matter, he will make it a... All other pastors around him are his rivals. And I checked. He came from this kind of Orogu family. 
where the mother has told them every other children they are all your enemies is that's it I, I was talking about somebody and he told me something one drawn away which is true if a church teaches too much about your enemy should die enemy this enemy that even within that church people will make enemies and pray that they should die and the day you your pastor you pastor you cross them they will pray for your death it's a mentality you have created that they must crush everything on their way because the case we're talking about to do with a particular person it's a very serious case who narrowly escaped death a pastor from his church from his own people in the church and do another say check what he's been teaching enemy 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 all my enemies are granted at all costs see when you have that at the back of your every now and then you are going to pro are going to produce beasts church people very vindictive they will stop at anything as will lead them to 40 days dry against the enemy. One day when you become the enemy, they will do it. And when the fasting is not working, they will carry gone. Because the mentality of that church is that enemies must be crushed at all costs. So it's possible for a family to mirror that. We don't talk to our neighbor. And no, 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 nobody. And what about how to handle money? Why is it that some people naturally know how to save? And some don't. Have you noticed that some people find it difficult to ask for money from an outsider? Why some people, before you talk with them for one minute, they already start telling you all their needs? And they are both Christians. This thing is showing coming from this kind of background. Now, all songs are telling us now, telling our young people, money is everything. Do you know that's where the world is going? And musicians are coming up with songs now that everything is money. Maybe let me make money. I even had one one day. If I need to die, I need to die, but I must make money. And these are the songs coming out. And they are going against Satan's tricks have never changed. Satan is the most predictable person on earth. The three temptations still remain lost of the flesh, lost of the eye, and pride of life. A man of God will fall. A Christian will fall only by one of these three things. Lost of the flesh, talking about immoral activity, sex, and everything. Lost of the eye, materialism, pride of life. You can't get you with those two. You can get arrogant. Your righteousness can be your ego, and you look down on other people. Any one of those three, it will never use any other temptation outside those three. Anyone you see, just an offshoot of one of the three. And it is good to start letting children know why is it that some people dress. There is what they told me when I was in UI. It's slogan made by some of the unbelieving girls. Ah, oh boy, if you have it, you flaunt it. So people that are busted, they encourage you, show you, show people what you have. But is that what the Bible says? And is that what a good name? In a family, we start transferring values. That no, you don't show off. All those things are communicated. You tell a male child. When you are around people who don't have, you don't oppress people. You see, society comes from family. If these things are not tackled, you will continue to our people because they don't understand leadership from the perspective of a servant. Once they get to leadership, they destroy the entire community. How many leaders will you appoint in Nigeria? Which one of them has not disappointed the people of the country? Where people should look at is family. And I'm not talking about any leader in particular. Whether local government or everywhere like that, people are complaining everywhere. Why? This is why you should, this is why you should look. There is a way a son can be raised. He can be so mean. And God, if he becomes a leader, he will destroy the entire community. 
Because what has been mirrored before him is how to be tough, how to be mean. No, no sympathy, no nothing. It's in the family that you begin to let a male child run. There is a way you talk to ladies. In family. That there is a way you don't talk. What about morals like you don't lie, you don't do all those things? Family are supposed to teach you. So they grow up with it. To be honest in life. And this one and that one. It is what God is giving church to give to family so a family can give their people. They are with you at all times. So begin to tell a child, even if I give you 2,000, don't spend everything. Those things will do something to them. They spend time with you. Oh, there's a way that you don't look at people, you don't look down, but you don't look at people this way. Because the TV and everything is against the value that we uphold. We better teach these people ourselves. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Thank God for mothers who teach people how to sit, how to do all that. I tell you the truth. Even there are girls who are unbelievers. They have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But there are some moral scandal you will never find them in. They are well thought. Although that doesn't equal salvation, but I'm just making reference that they are well thought. Things like the way you talk to an elder. As they observe you, they begin to grow in all these things. It is almost, it is so difficult, so difficult to try to tell your son to love his wife when for 21 years of his life he has seen you and the mom exchanging odd words. You can as well save your energy and not teach him anything. Day and night to argue before them, now he wants to get married, you are telling him. Now she wants to get angry, you are, you are telling her. You see, husband's home is a home of lesson. All those rhetorics. When for years, it's something that they've been seeing between the two of you. Total distrust. Keeping things from each other. Your wife picks your phone. You shout like they are touching your liver. My phone! And then you tell your daughter, I say there must be trust in marriage. And she's looking at the hypocrite talking. Is somebody hearing? Ah, let's stop. Let's rise. You see, no matter how far you are from what I've shared today, whether you are watching me or you are here, you can journey back. You can journey back. You know, I've told, I want to tell all of you here, God is helping us every day as a church. You can see we are moving. And I want to say to everybody, all men that are here, no matter what happens to you in life, listen to me. Don't stop coming to church. Don't run away from church. Did they begin to teach what contradicts Jesus Christ? You are free to walk away from this church. But if that doesn't happen, sometimes people go through things and they think what they should do is to stay at home. I've, I've, from when I was in school, I, I mean, I don't know. I start with a guy, you are dead in those days, and he was telling me, it's great to a bad before I say, I know this, this uh, semester, no fellowship. Oh. And me, I like, I like facts and figures. So I said, let's break it down. So we're looking at, we're looking at what I was about to say. I said, we have 24 hours in a day. So I said, let's look at a whole week. 24 times 7. What's the answer? Is that 148? 24 times 7 is what? Once, 
168. 168. So I said to the guy, our fellowship used to meet that time twice in a week. 6.30 to 8.30 on Wednesday, 6.30 to 8.30 on Sunday. I said, so, let's say you even attend prayer. I mean, let's even, I said, let's move it from two hours to three hours in the fellowship. Even though we used to two hours. I said, three hours on Wednesday, three hours on Sunday, making six hours. I said, prayer meeting on Saturday morning, making seven hours in a week, out of 168. What do you do with the rest? I said, so let's say you sleep for six hours. Six hours times seven. That is 42. Remove 42 again from 168. What is left? Remove seven hours from, uh, from whatever is left again. So what do you do with it? I said, the, the most busy people in UI, when we're in UI, were the vet students. used to have lecture Monday to Friday from 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock. So I said, remove eight hours again times five, Monday to, Monday to Friday. That's 40. See, look at how many hours left. You can't read that time. It's fellowship. They said that not help you to think. These are emotional decisions and deception. I know people will listen to that and say, it's true, it's true, it's true. You know, it's true. I tell people say that people spend time in church. How much time do you spend in church? We don't dig de in deep all those ones here. We do Wednesday. We do Saturday one hour prayer meeting. We do Sunday. When you go home now, so what do you do with the rest of the time? So I started telling her. I reminded her the day I saw her at the front of a hostel called St. Anne's in UI. Female hostel. Just with a girl. Six hours. Talking there. So that's where your time. He said, you, know, you did not remove that one from your time. Lecture will end today. You are still going to escort a girl to Queen's Hall. And at the end, she will say no to you. You will now have a dick. Look at your life. But what you think you should remain, you should remove. These are the teachings that, I mean, people go through things and they stay at home. Say, I'm going through something. Who should be in the church more than yourself? What will come into you? They will lift you up. Yes. You see, all ladies that are watching me, you might not like what I'm about to say, but I will say it notwithstanding. If you have some of the values that I've shared, if they're already embedded inside you, you will not allow any current trend to dress you. Your motivation is from inside. You consider yourself a con that culture's how you dress, not what is involved, what is popular. Who are they to influence you or to want to influence you? And you know the real truth? People value those who hold on to their values. Initially, they will abuse you, but at the end, they will applaud you when you stand for what you believe. This is the funny thing. I have respect. My heart bleeds. I try to want to share with them. I have respect for beautiful ladies who still wear a jam. I'm not saying it's right or not. You understand? Guess what I'm saying? But I just have a burden for them. Yeah, people might do some things for religious reasons. That's not what we are saying. I'm talking about values here. But I'm just saying that why should you be so concerned about people? This is how people enter death on the day of their wedding. You have not rented an apartment. You want to, everything about you is, you want to prove a point. Who are you proving a point to? And who is even looking at yourself? They are trying to prove a point. The clothes you wore to church last week, I bet all of us can't remember. You know the shocking thing? If I ask you what I wore on Sunday, now many of you have to crack your brain. Even me that stood before you for one hour, two times. That is how, that is how much of a vanity this thing is.
that can make people to want to. So you see Zuckerberg, he wears all night t-shirts and he just wears those. That's why people, I mean, the first time I saw, I was shocked. One day I was in New York and I saw some CEOs in office, they just wear smoke and they, when you all let all those things affect you, you are going for some, you are concerned, ah, my friends are wearing, what will I wear? Wear what to have. There is a success inside that makes you bigger than the clothes you are wearing outside. I will never forget as you are a student, Bishop Michael Kunkwo or Trem. He asked us to come as students. Oh, what a wonderful man. And he gave, to, gave so much. To, when we're leaving UI, all of us were trying to cack up. Ah, because he was the PFM president. Bishop Mike, all of us were, were to get, go, go and get tied. We cack up like maize. You know how many layers we remove from a maze when you are trying? We just. <laughs> and when we go to his office, he just came out. In jeans, canvas, and white t-shirts. Ah! We felt stupid. If you love suit, there's not... I'm just saying... Oh, hope you are getting what I'm saying. It's not that this is wrong or this is right. It's like, are you doing it to please somebody? Are you putting yourself under pressure? Because you want to appear like... Family is beautiful. I was told by when those kids said, the man said that he actually thought they would say, I want to go and play this game or that. He said those who mention game among them, they mention a game they can play with their parents. That means the greatest need of kids is to be around their parents. It's to be around. This lawyer that I spoke of, who is now his son, when we saw him, I was telling myself and my wife, he said, please enjoy your children while they are here. He said, all of mine, they are abroad now. He said, I miss them greatly. That time that you spend with them, during lockdown in a particular state in the United States, they were recording high rates of divorce. People have used work to be a cover-up because you don't want to see your wife. So you cover with your, you come in 11.15, she comes in 11.30. You wake up 4 a.m., go out. That's the only way you can cohabit without fighting because you, you are so much against each other. But, so you, you have very, very few contacts and that will help. But how long will that be? Can all the men here today, can you make up your mind? Can people walk into your home and say marriage is beautiful? Can your children not mention Michael Jackson or somebody as their mentor? Can they say my father? And the daughter will say my mother. They see you a father. He says all I want to be is to be like my father. It's a blessing. They don't even say that they want to be like the pastor. But they see how you live. Let our home not be so that there are conflicts. I'm coming to women because I know women who are stubborn. A man full of love will not make that as an excuse. But there is a way you can make love difficult. Even somebody wants to love, you can make it very difficult. You know, you can actually perceive wrongly everything. I learned a long time ago. People don't so much remember what to say, but they remember how what to, they don't so much remember whatever you say they can, so it's not about what you say, it's about how you make them feel with what you are saying. Actually, women, the feeling is more important. The feeling is more important. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Oh Lord, we give you praise. We worship you. Blessed be your name.
Blessed be your name. I believe there's a woman watching me. Give this message to your husband. He will stop misbehaving. I don't know if you that somebody is watching that you are feeling that I wish that he's not here hearing this now. That's the advantage of making sure that your husband listens to what you are listening or your wife listens to what you are listening to. It's very important. And I plead with all ladies in this church, never marry someone that is insecure. Once you see that sign, please run away. You will not survive it. You cannot negotiate with a terrorist. You are not married, it's already checking your balance and everything. When you are married, you you will, I mean, you will you will want to run away. People like that, the best way to treat them is for nobody to marry them. They will now realize that they have a problem and correct it. It is true. By the time he's 40 and he's not married, someone along there is going to know that okay, there's a problem. First girl gets close, she moves away. Second one, third one, he will first of all call it to go around. The after deliverance for him, the situation continues. Then he will now realize that so it's not Ogwaye. I have a problem. I have a problem. Do you know there are guys, even though they are Christian, they still believe that you don't tell a woman the whole truth. That you should not let her know when money comes to your accounts. And actually, some women are like that also. Once you know there is money, there will be a need. And you are pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, pushing him. I'm coming for women. Wait for me. Eh, let, let, let's stop. Wait for me. <laughs> I'm going to share how Vashti was banished from palace. Yes. When you have your own party within your husband, I'm going to tell you the dangers in it. So it's not that I'm going to think about what to tell you. I'm ready for you already. But it's just that today is not your day. <laughs> Shall we rise? Father, we bless your name. We give all the glory. We worship you. Blessed be your name. Thank you for your word. Help us grow in your word. In Jesus' name. I pray that everybody will be doers, not hearers only. In Jesus' name. Hello. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him and it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ and by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now and I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation.